0: Welcome to another episode of Talking with WIT Kevin and Son. This episode is brought to you by RMK Productions and the 10 United Podcasts Network. Through the power of our stories, our mission is to uplift, share our visions, inspire, share our experiences, and our perspectives using the framework of teaching, learning, and modeling. Our purpose is very simple. It's all about hope, helping other people every single day. Well, let me tell you people, we have something very special. Today, armed with a clear vision, we have South Jersey natives, Joe and Carmen Harvey, both successful black entrepreneurs, happily married for more than 17 years, or nearly or 17 years, whichever one comes, both determined to write history with their two young daughters, Simone and her youngest sister, Money Milan, with a clear vision of their faith, family, achievement, and fun but let me open open this up and paint you a picture for anyone that has ever seen the movie King Richard starring Will Smith I still like him as an actor Um, I would duck if I was Chris Rock but I still like him as an actor Um, it's a story of Venus and Serena Williams a story of overcoming unsurmountable odds and prevailing expectations laid before them my guests today Joe and Carmen Harvey and Simone and Milan has a story that needs to be told and you will hear it first here on talking with Kevin and son this you can say father's knows best this could be hoop dreams or it could be just living the dream welcome our to the show the Harvey family how you guys doing
1: we're good oh, how are you
2: thank you Kevin was good him.
0: and uh, thank you thank you thank you for our listeners I'm going to share a little insight story this is take two of the Harvey story last time um we we recorded in an off hour I did not have a production crew didn't realize someone else was pushing a button for me for record I had to do it on my own so today we're all fired up today and um uh the reason why I'm bringing you the story because Milan and Simone are two up and coming basketball stars but you know the story goes much deeper than that Joseph and uh Carmen they have a story that needs to be told behind behind every successful young high school, college athlete, there's a mom, dad, or grandmother that's kind of pushing those buttons to um, make sure that life can happen and happen as planned and directed. So these are the producers and the directors of the Milan and uh, Simone story. So let me talk to um, the director first, Mr. Joe Harvey. Um, then I'll talk to the producer and the heart of the family, Miss Carmen. Joe, um, welcome and I, I I see you all the time in the gym, mm-hmm. and I've known you for over six years, and I've watched these young superstars um, come in. I've watched the family come in exercising together. And I I have not one day have not sat back and marveled at the relationship you guys have. You know, bar the stereotype of what they think Black families are all about, you, you guys do not fit the norm. Didn't come from a broken home, didn't had both parents um, in the house didn't have to overcome, um, wait a minute, I'm lying because I, I, I know we all have the same story. Um, Joe, tell me about your upbringing and what motivated you from being the change that is to be today for your two daughters.
3: Sure. So first, Kevin, thank you for having us. Um, it's our honor to be with you today and to share our story. Um, Before I get into answering your question specifically, I do want to clarify, I am from South Jersey. My wife, Carmen, is from Los Angeles. She's a Los Angeles native. And we can get into that story. That's a whole other fun story as well. All right. Um, But to to answer your question specifically, um, just growing up, you know, I always uh, felt as though I had a path that was in front of me. And with maybe a little bit more guidance, a little bit more structure, um, a little bit more encouragement. Um, the path that I was headed was way beyond where I ended up, not where I've ended up, but where I am today. So you know, by way of that whole process, I wanted to make sure that my kids had the right structure, the right environment for them to chase their dreams, for them to um, define and understand who they are as, as, as people as they grow And I just want them to to get as close to or extend beyond whatever their potential is, both academically, athletically, whatever their their desires and passions are. So that was really the motivating factor. And that's something that that Carmen and I, when we first met and when we started dating and when we wanted to move forward and get married and have a family, we shared those same, um, that same idea of, Raising our kids in an environment where they could just be whatever that is, we wanted them to be. Um, so here we are today, and they've they've chosen a particular path. And you know, Simona's fourteen now, Milana's thirteen, and we're well on our way. We're happy with, and couldn't be more proud of them and what they're doing. Um, and we're just here to support them and cheer them on all the way
0: all right carmen carmen i i know you got a story to be told some someone influenced you but how's the uh west coast girl ends up with an east coast boy how did that happen
1: oh my god i know so i was living in vegas at the time my family relocated from la to las vegas and i met joe he you were on your a work trip mm-hmm. work trip and birthday all mixed into one and so I went out one night with my sister and I just met, I met Joe, I met my husband in a club in Vegas. Like, <laughs> how do you say that? How does that happen? Normally, but it did.
3: <laughs> normally what happens in Vegas can in Vegas, but we actually brought it back to Philly.
0: Uh, are, are the two girls re, the, the reflection of what you brought back from, from Vegas? <laughs>
2: exactly.
0: Uh, <laughs> Joe, let me ask, ask you a question because when when I talk about strong black men strong black women kings and queens you know our listeners hear that all the time from our culture and they wonder where the kings and queens came from we all are direct examples of where we come from in in our environment or we are we are all direct examples of how we change our environment what was your environment growing up joe so my name is
3: joe Uh, My mother's name is Betty Jo. She's a native of Florida. Um, Like I mentioned, I grew up, I was born and raised in South Jersey, and my mom was a woman of principle. She was a woman of hard work. She was a woman of perseverance. And I'm sure you can imagine um, in her era growing up um, and growing into her adulthood, she had to persevere quite a bit in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. She had to endure quite a bit so that perseverance um, was something that i learned from her she was a quiet strong sturdy example of of what a mother uh, can mean and be for their their family um, and a lot of those qualities and principles living on principle trying to do the right thing trying to work hard um, those are things that she instilled upon me um, and i try to you know share a lot of what I call Betty Jo-isms with my kids and with my family, because she had a lot of wisdom in how she carried herself and the things that drove her um, to take care of her family. So those are the things that, that you know, were at the center of, of who I am and, and part of my identity. I think, you know, once I got to adulthood and was able to to take that really strong foundation and then, you know, meet a great partner like my wife, we were able to combine our forces and really sow all those lifelong lessons and principles into to being, you know, one, uh dedicated family unit, husband and wife, so that we could support and help each other be the best that we could be as husband and wife, but at the same time, um, take that same energy and sow it into our children so that we could give them the advantage of having that loving, um, supportive household unit, family unit um, that could help them grow into the young women that they're gonna be. All
0: right, I, I, I like that. Harmon. Amen. All right, Milan, Simone, awesome. I just wanna let you know, this is a woman's world. Um, <laughs> not Nothing ever happens, and don't let anyone ever tell you any different. This is a woman's world. So when you listen to your parents tell their story, and I'm gonna ask your mother, you know, to talk about her relationship with uh, her mom, her dad, or whomever uh, raised them. And when she talks about, you know, what's important to to uh, her, I hopefully, I hope, when you guys grow up, the same conversation is reflected when you're looking in the eyes of your child. When you talk about your faith, importance of family, importance of um, community, achievement, and then, if nothing else. How to live this life and have fun carmen you want to explain to us where all this comes from because we know you are the uh captain of this ship all right we know nothing ever ever gets done unless it comes through you first so you are the postal service you are united airlines you <laughs> are the global platform of where the harvey family provide pr- prevails So um, you wanna share a little bit of of where this knowledge came from and how you came into your own.
1: Yeah, uh, so thank you for that. Um, I think for me, it's really about family. I think we really pride ourselves on wanting to keep the girls close together as siblings. Um, I didn't really have that with my siblings. So there's four of us, Uh, I'm the oldest. And just growing up, we were close when we were younger, but then as we got older, we kind of started to separate and not be as close and in touch as we used to. Um, One of my siblings did pass away during COVID. This was like two years ago. And so I think when that happened, that really kind of like stuck out to all of us. Like we really need to kind of like get back to what we know and our family and being close together and showing that for our girls as well. Uh, My mom is black, my dad is Puerto Rican. So I have family all over my gosh, everywhere, um, and we just re um uh, kind of reconnected with them as well, um, so really, just trying to get back to family on both sides of of our family, um, my dad is no longer living, so he he passed away several years ago, so it's just another reason why we want to just focus on family and keeping them to, close together as sisters
0: all right and and to our listeners i I'm gonna explain to you the reason why um I did this interview is two reasons: one, these are two talented young ladies that happens that just happen to be gifted with basketball the other thing is i've been so impressed by joe and his relationship with his wife and we've had got a backstory going on when i started my my podcast talking with kevin and son i wanted to overcome the stereotype of what most people think black families or the black unit was all about you know this is a man and has have stepped up and stayed true to his vows and his commitment to to family. He has overcome adversities versus what was taught to him versus what's caught. And he is now creating a legacy. And now the outcome of that legacy is his two shining stars in their family. When I talk about hoop dreams or just a dream, um, or or, or living this life, I'm talking about the youngest, Money Milan, and her big sister, Simone. These two young ladies, we will talk about the school that they attend, but this is gonna be the first time that both of these young ladies will get an opportunity to play basketball together on the same court. And if you ever look at their Instagram account, and I'll give you that information later, you see both of them breaking the legs and ankles on boys, doing it up. So let me introduce you two. I'll start with the youngest. How you doing, Milan?
2: I'm pretty good, how are you?
0: All right, How um, basketball, why basketball?
2: Um well first we um started we my favorite sport used to be football because um we played on a flag football team together and my dad coached and I don't know after that we just started playing basketball and it I decided liking it more than football.
0: All right, Simone, why basketball? Girls basketball. You started playing with boys. I've seen some video you you're playing with boys.
4: Yeah, so we have a summer league that we play in. It's called PAPA, and it's co-ed, and we just like to play in that over the summers. But our basketball journey started when I was around six or seven, I think, and we played at the YMCA. And were you the coach? Yeah, you were the coach. And we played then. We kind of like left from that for a little bit. We played soccer and football. And then we went back to basketball when I was in like fourth grade, I think. And I just, it started to get more serious and I just started loving it.
0: But well, you two have gotten to a level that you are traveling around the country, playing in leagues. You have been showcasing the East Coast, in the South, you, you name it, you, you've you been there. Um, you, you, you go to a very prestigious private school here in Philadelphia, you got a full scholarship. And, you know, when I talk about Venus, and Serena Williams, and I talk about um, the Williams family. I think in the next four or five years, we're going to be talking about the Harvey family and seeing this. I don't know how far you guys want to go with your basketball dreams, but you guys have a gift. Um, uh, Simone, when you listen to your parents talk about this story, um, how does that make you feel? Um,
4: well, they kind of—they always talk about it, their stories a lot. <laughs> And they always talk about like the golden rule, just treating others how you want to be treated, and different stuff that lo- they learn from their childhood and try to like instill it into us. And I just like try to take that in. All
0: right, and Money Milan, where did Money Milan come from?
2: Um, I... Charles. Yeah. Football.
0: Football. When
2: mm-hmm. We were playing football. I played the running back. Someone played the quarterback, and I don't know, like some, like whenever I score a touchdown, he just like he goes like money, money, money.
0: That's all right. And your your big sister was a quarterback. Yeah. So the you guys being on the same basketball court this year is going to be nothing new, right?
3: Yep. This year, well, next school year, but
0: this next year. school year, who, who?
3: They, they played together when they were younger, um, but now that they're in AAU, you know they're separated by age groups um once you get to the high level of high levels of competition so milan plays for the 13u team and simone's gonna play for 16u this year um this next coming this upcoming uh aau season but uh simone will be going into ninth grade and milan will be going into eighth grade and she'll be able to play up and play high school varsity with her sister like simone played high school varsity as an eighth grader this year
0: all right milan is basketball your passion
2: um
0: Yes. You you sure because i i think we talked about some cooking stuff
2: yeah. i mean bas- basketball is number one for me but definitely um cooking is a passion for me
0: all right and someone what's your passion
4: i would say it was also basketball i'm still trying to like find different stuff that i like to do like outside of basketball and school so yeah basketballs
0: are you are you watching the women's march madness yeah Who's your favorite player?
4: Um, Caitlin Clark.
0: Caitlin Clark. Oh, she was lights out the other night. Yeah. Why? Why Caitlin Clark?
4: Uh, I just like her game and her confidence.
0: What about you, Milan?
2: Um, either Aaliyah Boston or Angel Reese from LSU and South Carolina.
0: All right. Let me. I'm going to ask you both to look fast forward. If you had to to, to play. Um, in the WNBA today and you had to have one person as your teammate, who would you like to play with and why? Um, um, it could be college too. I'm fine with that.
4: Well, can I, if I were to choose someone, I would probably choose I would choose a coach, and it'll be Don Staley for South Carolina. I just like her coaching style and the way that she like brings her her, her um her team, yeah, her team, her, <laughs> her players. You
0: you you just know Don, Coach Staley is, is sitting there doing you know the happy dance when she just heard that you you chose her to, to play one on one with because she she's like recruiting the best of the best. She just she just became the highest paid coach for women. Um, in history right now. She just made history. And she's a local girl from here from PA went to Temple. So um, someone's probably going to give you a call. Milan. Money Milan. Who would you like to to play with?
2: Um, Probably one of the players that I said was my favorite either. Probably Leah Boston because I just like her game. She's like a dominant player. And yeah.
0: All right, and I'll ask um, all four of you this. M- Milan, what's your favorite basketball moment?
2: Um, probably when I was on a team called Harlem USA, and we went down to Louisville for a tournament, and we won the national championship as a team.
0: And Simone, what was your favorite basketball moment? Um... Go ahead, Dad. whisper in her ear. <laughs>
4: um, it was three years, two years ago, I think. We were playing in the PAPA, the Co-Ed boys, the boys and Girls League. And it was, we won the championship, actually. And I ended up winning MVP. And I was the first woman to win MVP in, I don't remember how long it was, but it was the first in I think a while, was- ever. I thought first it was, ever
3: oh, okay. first female to win league MVP and her sister actually won MVP so she was the second oh, to see. do it um this past summer that was a very cool one mm-hmm.
0: yeah congratulations to the two of you now I'm going to give a reality check you guys go to a very prestigious high school um I give my hats off to Deion Sanders for putting the spotlight on uh, black colleges throughout the uh the world ESPN for recognizing that there's talent beyond the the Big Ten or whatever the, the number is. Um I said really early on in my career, if we directed all of our um academic and talented athletes to go to historically black colleges or university, the landscape of education and sports would change. You two belong to, I've got a scholarship to a very prestigious um school here on the east coast i'll let you guys talk about this so it means that 90 i'm almost 99 percent sure that there's not a lot of kids that walk the hallway to look that looks like you i can you share your experience um well let me back up let me talk to your parents why did you send uh, your kids from a public school to a private school how did that all happen
3: so um We were surprised when we learned that a lot of the top female basketball players in fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade were being recruited to attend uh, some of the top prep schools in the country. And once we learned that, we had some relationships um, that connected us to a few schools. They had an interest. Um, We went through the application process. We did some research. And surprisingly, Kevin, um, these schools um are very unique places. They actually have better diversity numbers than some of the public schools. Uh, for instance, the school that they attend um, has a better diversity number in terms of just student population um, than the public school system here um, in Chester County that they attend that they attended prior to going to the prep school. And they also have um, they have a better teacher diversity and administration diversity ratio as well. Um, but once we learn more about some of these schools and what they offer, it was an amazing opportunity for them to grow, to develop, and to meet, and to expand, um, all their options, you know, truly the sky's the limit in terms of if they want to explore a particular passion, them connected to their school and the coursework and curriculum allows them to explore those those desires, those thoughts, those dreams, they can try different things. And uh, so far our our experience and our expectations as parents has been um, met and then some. um, So I'll let them speak to to their own individual experience, but I can tell you it's been a great experience for us and we're happy to have them in the situation that they're in.
0: And Carmen, before I get to the girls, did you have any concerns?
3: No concerns. Now I
1: think I knew on our first tour, i said it i knew it um there was just an energy about the school everyone we met um and then they're just interest in the girls and just making them feel comfortable every time we went to visit the school right Mm -hmm. um yeah i mean they've definitely i mean they haven't even finished a full year they're like halfway through the year we've had second trimester conferences um for both of them and they are doing amazing um, they're adjusting to the school very well. Um, they have much more friends than they did from the first trimester. Um, and their grades are through the roof. I mean, they're A's and a couple B's, maybe not even that. So they're they're really doing great. We're really happy that we made that switch. All
0: right. So my Milans, Simone, I'm gonna ask you a question. It's a little bit deep, it's a little different from the first conversation. There's a lot going on in in this world. There's not a day that goes by that's there is not something um, There's more negative about um, the Black culture, Black people uh, in general. And um, as far as diversity, inclusion, and, and so forth, the conversation that adults are having, how is it received and how is it communicated amongst you and your peers at school? And how are you dealing with that? Or do you have to explain what's going on? Simone?
4: Um... So in our school, we have, we actually just had like in our our past subject that we just learned about, we just went through like the whole entire like slavery discrimination going up to like right about 1970. And we just like went through that whole process and what people had to go through. And just having people having respect for the other people of color in the class had to, have ancestors or people that had to deal with that. It's just people are very respectful about it in our school.
0: Milan, do you feel welcome at the school?
4: Yes, definitely. Um,
2: Every time. Well, since the beginning of the year, I always felt included. Everybody's been nice to me.
0: All right. So let me lighten this up again.
2: <laughs> All right.
0: So we got deep, got off, got got off a little bit. So I, I I wanted to ask that question, and the reason why I asked that question is because that's a question that always comes up. We want to know the parents always have a a good idea, but the kids have to live live that experience. And so I wanted to um to have your children go ahead and talk about the experience. I'm glad it's positive. Okay, but,
3: before, you, before you go, let me let me add, let me add this right because um as parents when we thought about the option and the idea of them changing schools. um, As parents, we, we have ideas, we have thoughts around how we think that will benefit our kids, right? However, it has to be a mutual, everybody has some skin in the game. And as we went through the process of evaluating the school, the application process, the interview process, We purposely, actively made both Simone and Milan part of that process because while we may have wanted it and thought it was best, they're the ones that have to live it and have to figure it out and have to work through the transition and make new friends and go through that whole process. So we wanted them to have an invested part of that decision-making process. Um, So just wanted to point out that they were part of that, and I think that was an important piece that allowed them to land on their feet and to go through that transition process because they had a vested interest and it was something that they desired to do, not just something that we as parents told them that they needed to do.
0: Yes, that's good to hear. And and thank you for bringing that up. What's the name of the school you guys attend again? Agnes Irwin. Okay, in Pennsylvania. Uh, quick question, because people are going to want to know how to get in touch with you. And I'm going to ask Mom and Dad if someone wanted to reach out to the Harvey family and talk about it, set up an interview, write a book about you, do a movie about you, whatever. How do they get in touch with you?
4: So my Instagram is at Simone Skills Harvey. It's. Mom,
0: spelled, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
4: It's it's spelled with. So skills is spelled S-K-I-L-L with a Z instead of an S.
0: All right. And repeat that one more time because I interrupted.
4: Simone Skills Harvey with a Z. All
0: right. Milan, how do they get in touch with you?
2: Mine is at Money Milan Harvey.
0: At Money Milan Harvey. Uh, Carmen, how do they get in touch with you? If your husband gives you get oh, one send yeah. from.
3: Yes, you, if if you want to get in touch, it's... um. You can find us on Instagram at Bushtown underscore original. B-U-S-H-T-O-W-N underscore original.
0: All right. So this is uh my kids make light of um little uh into windows. I say all all the time. So Carmen and um I'm gonna include Carmen uh in this all, also. Um my parents used to say, when I was your age, you know, I used to do this, or your father wasn't a glassmaker. Eat all your vegetables It builds strong character. Um, Carmen, what's a Joe ism? What does he say around the house if you just kind of like cracks you up?
1: Oh my gosh, there's so many. Um hold on. What does he say? No, I can't. There's like, think of so many but you can't think of it on the spot. Yeah. Well, there's always
2: the one, right?
3: The golden rule. The, the
4: golden, golden rule, yeah, the golden rule, which is treat others how so you want to be treated. That's correct.
0: All right, what what's the what's the one things uh, Simone that your your mom or dad says you go what They're little Indo windows is there one of them? Um,
2: um
3: I, I will I will one. share one from Grandma Harvey. Go ahead. It's always been one of my favorites. And anytime you do something unwise or not the smartest decision, my mom would always say, use your head for something better than a hat rack.
0: I like that. I like yeah. That. yeah,
3: yeah. Mm-hmm. Use I your like head that. for something better. In other words, use your head. Don't mm-hmm. just let your head sit up there and not use it. Think. Make good choices. Use your head and don't have it just sit on top.
0: All right. I I know when I was putting this together, I, I wrote down something I wanted to to, to say that, uh, and I always thought very highly of um, your, your parents. And I wrote down, uh, when a man has stepped up to the challenge of raising his children to be the king and bring a queen, someone who rises above the ne- negative stereotypes, above being a black father, he is a king and the queen is the owner of every right that he has. A parent shows their love by providing, they protect, they build a strong foundation based on trust, faith, and a gift that creates a legacy. You know, th- that th- those are words that when I talk about your, your parents, that um, I'm going to dote over them all day long, as far as parents doing the right thing, stepping up and overcoming and dealing with life, especially living in our little town of Phoenixville. Your your parents are ideal examples of what a creation of a legacy is, providing you with an opportunity in order for you to have a fair chance at life. And um, the other thing is just, just being good examples of people. Finding 1,000 words to be kind to someone is something I, I've adapted in part of my conversation and hope um, that both Simone and Milan adapt at least part of what was said here on this interview and look back at their parents um, and show it to your your grandkids and your children and your children's children and this is what my mom and dad was all about this is the reason why we we do this and whatever but as examples of young academic scholars because you guys are killing it academic wise but also as um superstars in the coming Simone, if you were to talk to another 14-year-old girl that didn't have both parents in the house, didn't have a mom or dad, was not provided with the same opportunity that you guys are are privileged to, but had the potential and the dream, what would you tell her now? Um,
4: Stay determined and keep 100% effort with everything you do because eventually whatever you want, it'll come to you.
0: Money, Simone. All right. If you had an opportunity to hold the hand of another child that didn't have hope, what would you say to her to give her hope?
2: Um, if they have a passion, like work hard at it and always believe in yourself and work hard on
0: You want to repeat that and speak up a little louder. I lost some of that.
2: Yeah. Um, if you have a passion, you just work hard at it and believe in everything that you do. All
0: right, Mr. And Mrs. Harvey.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: If you had one ask, and that one ask could come true, now you guys can a- answer this together or as individuals, and uh, Joe, I'm going to ask you first. Uh, I'm a Southern boy. I'm supposed to ask your wife, but I know she's going to go mo- much deeper than most of us, so I'm going to ask you first. What would your ask be?
3: Um you know, it's not gonna be material, it's just gonna be for us to stay together as we go through this journey, just for us to stay connected, for us to um, support one another, to be each other's biggest cheerleaders as we navigate this this journey that we're on. You know, Simone's going into ninth grade, she'll be in high school this year, and Milan will be in eighth grade. So there's still some time in front of us, um, but it's just important for, for me that we stay together, that we continue down this journey that, and we continue to support each other and be each other's biggest cheerleaders um, through that whole process, and you know from now through young adulthood, while, you know through their college and 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 beyond into adulthood, just to support and love one with, with authenticity
0: Mrs. Carmen Harvey, if you had that one ask for your family, your husband? Um, for their future that one dream that could come true and the reason why I ask this because it's different our show is a little bit different the people that follow us we don't look for millions of people that follow us that likes or whatever we have a strong sense of a community that they don't drive by an accident they stop to help so when you ask this remember there's going to be someone out there that says look I'm going to reach out to this family and make this dream come true I've had four people since I've been doing this and going into my second year that someone from our audience that subscribes and follows r m k production has changed the direction or someone's life on this show, so make your ass big a s k
1: um I would probably say. Definitely going into this year and getting our basketball schedule really has put um, taken away our um, vacations that we knew that we usually plan around this time. So we had to put that on a back burner and just really focus on basketball and the training. And those expenses are really, really expensive, especially now. Um, So if there was an ask, I would probably say being able to have a nice family vacation at the end of the year after a crazy, busy basketball summer that's about to come up.
3: So just in light of that, share real quick, Simone, out your travel schedule for the upcoming spring and summer, where you guys headed?
4: So pretty soon, we're going to, we have to go down to Virginia, Hampton, Virginia. We have to go to Alabama, mm-hmm. um, where else? Wildwood, Atlanta, Atlanta. Where else? Chicago. Chicago. Is that it? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Oh, that one's coming up soon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: So as you can see, you know, between April, May, June, and July, we've probably got six or seven um trips that are, you know big trips. Yeah, not local, not down the street, but you know, some airplane travel involved, that type of thing. So, you know, to Carmen's point, if we <laughs> It would be a blessing to have some some family time at the end of all of that in august or whatever for us to just take a family trip and decompress and just have some time together that's that's just about us and not the pressures of performance and sports and everything else
0: well let me put this out there to my audience Mm -hmm. all right um being a parent single parent is hard being a a a Part of a family unit is even harder. Mom and dad make a great sacrifice in order for their kids to, to have the life that they have and to be able to live out their their dream. So I'm going to reach out to my audience, and I'm going to say, if you're in a position, be it travel agent, be it hotel accommodations, be it whatever sponsorship and whatever, um these this is an exceptional family. You know, they live in a nice home. They're not rich. You know, these are people that get up every day and they work and they grind and whatever to provide. They are people that give back to the community. They are people of service and good faith. If you are in a position to make at least four or five days through their travel convenient and comfortable so mom and dad can exhale, the girls can reflect and look back and say, you know, mom and dad, one day this is all going to be worth it we ask you to reach out to rmk productions and network and follow and subscribe like i said we don't look for people to just like it whatever we look for people that have a higher call to action and if you are interested in his family again joe how do they reach you
3: bushtown or bushtown underscore original on instagram that's b-u-s-h-t-o-w-n underscore original and that's on ig and kevin we without a doubt appreciate the kind gesture and you making that offer so thank you very much thank you no problem
0: i i thank you and i thank my 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 listeners for tuning in we've covered a lot of information um you know i was hoping to be a lot more funny but I, i've never been a comedian um i do want to say this since i i brought up um the will smith's um story my condolences goes out to his family he just lost his father so no matter um making light of whatever events have happened when you lose someone you love and we love someone that hard, it hurts for everyone. And so when we lose a um, uh, an icon, you know, his father, that's given it us so much because we've enjoyed Will Smith and his family. So my condolences goes out to, to them. So I'll put that out there. But I am also, also so proud um, to know both you and Carmen to be friends. I'm also so proud to be part of the story of both your, your young daughters, Simone and, um, Carmen. And I know that one day we're going to be looking at, you know, on national television in the final four, two sisters, either playing opposite of each other, hopefully be playing on the same team. Um, I know Mrs. Staley is sitting there doing her happy dance and said, I'm going to be following these young girls. I'm gonna get both of them. So hopefully that's the case because hoop dreams, they do come true. So with that said, we've covered a lot of information here. If you like what you've heard, go to RMK Productions and network and subscribe on our YouTube page. If you like more information, this will be in the show notes. Go to info at RMK Productions And if you like to be a guest or share a story like this, because we showcase people you should know. And just happens to be today, the Harvey family, Malone, Milan, Simone, um, Joe, and Queen Carmen are our special, very special guests, and we appreciate you so much. Um, any closing remarks? You guys like anything I miss? Go two ahead.
3: Things. Two things. Number one, a happy, early, happy born day to Milan.
0: All right. <laughs> right.
3: His birthday is March 29th. So this Saturday. coming Wednesday in just mm-hmm. a day, two days, uh, Milan will celebrate birthday number thirteen. number 13.
0: Milan, I am going to be the first person to sing "Happy Birthday" to you. I'm going to get ahead of your parents. There you go. <laughs> All right, here it goes. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Milan. Happy birthday to you. All right. 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 All right.
1: Guys. right. right. I All got right. To sing a little bit. <laughs>
0: right. I, I I can hold my own. So with that said, to my guests my listeners we thank you as my grandfather always told me he says when you get to a point where you can help someone else he said it's your duty to do so reach one teach one and we'll fade the black and thank you everybody
1: thanks for having us